Welcome to the Mint City Soccer Show. I am your host, Matt Swift. With me, as always, the birthday boy, David Gussler. <laughs> David, I know it's uh, your birthday was yesterday, but still, happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you very much. 34 trips around the sun. Um, I did put a tweet out earlier. So, Thomas, I know you're, you've listened to the show a lot, but I had to... Uh, Officially retire my chances into MLS now, hitting yeah. 34, I think. Yeah, so you're just old, dude. <laughs> hey, I, I, you know, yeah, I'm all right. Just hang it up. <laughs> hang it up, man. <laughs> um, so you also just came back from a trip. I did. I did. Me and me and my wife went up to Philly for the for a few days. Um, we like to, whenever we take time off, we always decide to go explore new places we've never been before, and none of us have been to Philly. So um, drove up. Took in the sights, going through West Virginia a little bit, going through Maryland, um, and then got to explore historic old town in Philadelphia and went to amusement park in Hershey, drove through like the Amish country a little bit, had some shoe fly pie. I don't know if you ever had that before Ooh, or not. What is that? Um, it is some kind of like Dutch Amish like dish, but it's basically a molasses pie. Mm. Um, and it's it's like a crumble pie kind of. It was pretty good. Um, Laura was not a fan, but I, I thought it was pretty good. So, um, but it was it was a great trip, man. It was it was a lot of fun. Much needed time off, and it's always great to explore new places, especially with your significant other. So it's always good. Very very cool. Welcome back and happy birthday yeah. again. Um, thank you, thank you. So we we have a big show today, um, and we have some special guests. Uh, and we also need it's to... not it's not Johnny and Corey. It's not our special guest. It's not Johnny and Corey this time. Um, but uh, we also need to get into the uh, Toronto defeat, unfortunately, and uh, preview yep. our match against uh, Columbus. But uh, sit back and enjoy the, the show, guys. How you doing? Hello. How's it going? Good, good. How- good. Good. Okay, Mint City Soccer Show. We have a very special guest. Someone that I've wanted to have on the show for quite a while. Someone I cannot beat in a foot race. Our number one expansion draft selectee, Mackenzie Gaines. Mackenzie, welcome to the show. How are you? Good. Uh, thank you guys so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for, thanks for being here, uh, Mackenzie. And I, I have a, the first question I have to ask is, do you remember this guy in the vault screaming your name and trying to chase you down to join this show at one point in time? Yeah, I sure do. I'm glad that uh, I finally made it on. <laughs> yeah, thanks for making me not feel too, too bad. I, I was not expecting <laughs> you to stop and then uh, kind of threw me off. But yeah, thanks thanks for having me on. Um, the, the, the very first question that everybody wants to know, uh, I get hounded all the time and it's not something that I made up myself. Um, what was it like being introduced at the expansion draft by such a, a legend? And the club actually picked five lucky fans to announce the draft picks. I know you guys have been waiting for this. Let's listen to the first draft pick of the MLS expansion draft. With the first pick of the 2021 MLS expansion draft, Charlotte FC choose McKenzie Gaines from Austin FC. Uh, it was truly an honor obviously to be taken first, but to be announced by such a legend um, doesn't happen every day. So I'll, I'll remember that day for a long time. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know we're halfway through the season, but I, I do want to return back to, to that night. Um, I, I had the honor and privilege to introduce you. Uh, it was a very special moment for, for me, but um, as much as you can tell us, what was that day like for you? How did you get notified and, and how did that all come about? 
quite honestly, it was a bit of a shock um, yeah. just because things unfolded so quickly. Um, I was actually on vacation in New York with uh, my girlfriend and a few friends that I have. And I got a call from my agent. And he was just like, oh, hey, Charlotte's really interested in taking you in the expansion draft. And this was um, literally 24 hours before it happened. So uh, wow. I ended up flying home that day. I got home about 10 p.m. and I got another call. And it's just like, hey, like it's pretty set in stone. You're going to have a, a call with Miguel, who was the head coach at the time. And mm-hmm. um, woke up the next morning bright and early, talked to Miguel, and um, he confirmed that he was going to take me. Um, and I was a Charlotte player 10 hours later. So it <laughs> really quickly, and it was kind of tough for me to wrap my, my head around at the time. But um, obviously, I'm very glad to be here. And um, we have some great people in the club, great teammates, and um, we're pushing for our goals. And um, yeah, very happy to be a, a Charlotte FC player. Yeah. Did you, so did you have to, did you move like the next day or did you have to fly into Charlotte the next day? How did that all, how did that all work out? No, uh, I had a, a little bit of a, a gap where I could, um, you know, just kind of wrap my head around what happened and um, iron out some of the details. Um, so I think the expansion draft was around December 16th and I actually didn't have to move to Charlotte until uh, the beginning of January. So I had some okay. time just to you know, to figure out where I was going to stay and um, some stuff like that. So it wasn't uh, such a, a rapid, you know, like movement from from Austin to Charlotte. I had some time in yeah. between. Nice. Well, we're certainly glad you're here. Thank yeah. you. Thank- so Mackenzie, so last week you had a chance to play against Chelsea and your old pal Christian Pulisic as well. So what was that experience for you like in Bank of America Stadium and playing against him and the in the club like Chelsea? Uh, it was awesome. Uh, I talked about what an honor it was to be selected in the expansion draft. And obviously it's another honor um, to play against one of the best teams in the world. You know, um, I think they finished third in the Premier League last season and um, we played against some Champions League winners. So it was really, really cool um, to be on the same pitch with them, um, with Christian as well, who, uh, you know, I grew up playing with. So, I mean, it's really cool to see, you know, uh, some of the players that I grew up with where football's taken them and, um, it's always cool crossing paths with those guys and, um, you know, comparing yourself against some of the best players in the world. So, I mean, it was awesome just to, you know, connect with Christian to play against Chelsea and obviously to win at home. Right. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It was a great night for a lot of fans. I'm glad that you got the chance to experience that for sure. So. so McKenzie, there's been some comparisons drawn between Charlotte and Austin. Um, since you have the unique perspective of having played for, for both, uh, both expansion sides. Uh, what's the biggest similarity between the two teams in the opening season? And what are some of the, I guess, most significant differences? Um, yeah, I mean, I think that it's a natural comparison, obviously, to the, the newest expansion teams. And um, having played for both, I'd say that um, two of the similarities are, I think that both clubs have good people in place, um, whether it's coaches or people behind the scenes, you know, medical staff, um, GMs, like really, really good, genuine people um, who care about the club and um, who want to work to better themselves, but also for the for the club as well. I think both teams play or try to play an attractive brand of soccer um, and they appreciate, you know, not only the result that goes into winning a game, which is the most important, but um, also how you achieve it. Um, I think that both teams have fantastic supporters. Um, I think Austin sold out pretty much every home game that they've played. And obviously our first game here, we got 70,000 fans. Last week yeah. we played against 50K yeah. um, in front of Chelsea. So, I mean, that's that's a similar point. But 
Um, Difference-wise, I'd say so far, um, you know, last season, um, we at Austin, we had a way that we wanted to play, but, you know, the results didn't come till a little bit later in the season, um, which is okay because you see where they're at now. And, I mean, they're flying, but I think that here we've kind of hit the ground running and um, you see that we're competing for a playoff spot. Obviously, against Toronto, it's a bit of a blow, but, I mean, we'll use this week to, to collect ourselves and work on the things that we need to work on and we'll be even better on the weekend. But, I mean, I think that it's um, just a testament to – you know, the work that we've put in as a team and also the guys behind the scene to to build such a, a competitive team, you know, right off the bat. And I mean, we're eighth in the standings right outside the playoffs. And I mean, obviously, we've been very open and adamant about our goals of making the playoffs. And we think that that's a realistic, you know, goal that we can achieve. And we'll keep working for that. So, Mackenzie, you kind of answered my, my next question there just with that, which is drawing from your experience with Austin, right? And obviously, we had a result this past weekend that not many of us wanted to have happen, right? But how do you now look ahead and just prepare for that next match and then really the second half of the season with those goals of wanting to become a playoff team? Sure. I mean, like I said, um, it's a bit of a blow, obviously, because we wanted to take our, our good morale and um, energy that we had from that Chelsea game and translate it to that one. But um, soccer is not always that easy and it doesn't always come like that and it doesn't always happen like that. And, you know, that's okay. Obviously I think the entire team is disappointed with our performance and, um, we'll take it on our neck. We'll take responsibility for it. And like I said, we'll use this week to get even better and, um, show everybody what we can do on, on the weekend. But, um, I'm a firm believer that it's always better to lose one game four zero than four games one zero. You know what I mean? So, um, we'll bounce back this weekend and, um, we'll make, we'll make the fans proud. Love that. And I definitely look forward to it. I know uh, Columbus is here this weekend. I'll, we'll be sure to make some noise for y'all here at home. So that's going to be great. Um, so question for you. So I, I guess from the last question for me was just really like, what's been some of your favorite moments so far this season? So I know last year you got to be the expansion team with Austin, but this year with Charlotte, like what's been a favorite moment for you uh, reflecting back halfway through the season so far? Um, I think the one that really sticks out to me is uh, just that first game against Galaxy, hmm. you know, um, it showed really just how special it is to to play here at the bank and um, 70,000 fans, something that I'll never forget. Um, you know, I'm, I may not ever get the chance to play in front of that many fans again. So I'll definitely take that with me and I'll remember it. And um, I'll look back on whenever my career is over, I'll, I'll look back on my time with Charlotte very, very fondly because of it. Yeah, I, that's definitely probably my, my favorite moment as well, just because like you said, you never – you never get to have a chance of playing or seeing 70,000 plus fans in a stadium for soccer, especially in Charlotte and something right. special. And it was an inaugural match at home. It was an amazing experience. So thanks for being a part of it. I know for me as a fan, it's going to be a great experience for me to always remember and cherish. So awesome. Yeah, it really was amazing. So when you're, when you're not playing soccer, uh, people want to know, like, what are, what do you do for fun? Um, <laughs> I love hanging out with friends. I have some really good, you know, friends on the team. Uh, can't name them all because I don't want to leave anybody out and, you know, get them mad at me. But I have some really good friends on the team. Uh, my girlfriend just recently moved here from Austin, Texas. So, you That's know, nice. spending time with her. Um, really just spending time with people that I care about and um, just having fun with them. Have you had a chance to, you know, travel around? I know, you know, with, with playing and, and training and everything, you don't have a lot of free time. But uh, have you had a chance to explore uh, outside of Charlotte, too? Uh, not really outside of Charlotte, to be honest, I haven't really seen too much of the Carolinas outside of the city. So I'm looking forward to doing that soon. Um, but you know, we'll, we're, 
uh, at different spots in the city, whether it's going out to eat or, you know, doing something fun. So, I mean, I think that's something that I could do more and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, also too, people want to know, uh, are you the fastest player on the team? I'd say so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's, who would be second? Who would, who would give you a run for the money? Uh, over what distance? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, let's, let's do, let's do 10 yards. 10 yards. Oh, 10 yards is close. Wow. Uh, man, we have a really, we have a lot of guys who are pretty quick over 10 yards. I'd say like Jalen's pretty quick over 10 yards. Um, hmm, Adam, when he sits quick over 10 yards, Joseph Morris quick over 10 yards. Uh, 10 is tricky. Turns yeah. 10 is tricky. Um, well, let's do, let's do 20 then. <laughs> uh, same guys. I mean, I think that it gets a little bit different whenever you open up to like 50 yards or a hundred yards. Cause obviously, you know, first 10 is about like the first three steps, but then it becomes about who can really just maintain their top speed. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah. And I, I think that's, that's where you are kind of stand out, right? I, I've seen you play a lot and like, you know, there'll be a loose ball and you could just, you have this extra gear that you could just burn past people. Um, well, thank you. Yeah. But, but let me ask you this, you know, like you, you've been getting minutes. Um, what do you think about your position? Is that where you like to play? Would you, would you want to move over to the, to the other side of the field? Or are you pretty comfortable where you are right now? I like playing on the right. Yeah. Um, I think that as a winger, I, I feel like most guys are pretty comfortable playing on both sides, which I am too, but I'd say on the right side is probably my favorite position on the field. Uh, last question, because I know, I know you're super busy. What, what has surprised you about Charlotte specifically, the team, staff, or anything like that? Um, very, I wouldn't say surprised, but it's very pleasant to, you know, walk into an environment where everybody's so accepting. Um, mm -hmm. So I, as you guys know, played for Austin last season, which is my hometown. You know, mm -hmm. I grew up maybe – 15 minutes from the stadium and, and the training facility. So it really was special being there. And, you know, I feel like I had, you know, a pretty good connection with everybody just because I was that hometown guy. Um, but then I came here and I mean, I've made relationships with other people that um, really have surprised me just because, you know, um, you don't really find, you know, too many genuine people everywhere that you go. But I'd say that we have a lot of those people um, here in Charlotte. And I really do mean that, um, whether it's, you know, the people on the team or the people behind, behind the scenes or, um, the guys in upper management. So, I mean, it's really been a pleasure to, to, to work with them and to be here. And, um, I think also another thing that's, you know, kind of surprised me and you look back at preseason, obviously we weren't, um, a full roster, but I mean, the results weren't where we wanted them to be, even against teams like Charleston battery. But, I mean, you see the way that we've worked and the way that we've grown and um, how we're competing. And um, it's kind of unfortunate that I'm saying this after a 4-0 loss, but I think that all in all, um, the boys have really done a good job just to, you know, kind of cement themselves in the league. And um, we'll give a game to, to pretty much anyone in the league, and we're looking to, to show that again this weekend. So, yeah. yeah. All right. I, I lied. I do have one last question that Jeff, <laughs> Jeff Eklund wanted me to ask. Um, you're from Austin. So right. who has the better barbecue? I'm sure you get this question a lot. You know, I've gotten this before and I haven't <laughs> had any Charlotte barbecue. So okay. oh, I'm right. okay. inclined to be able to answer the question, unfortunately. That's all right. 
Well, you guys are going to have to put me on a, onto a good spot and then I, I can answer it the next time I'm on. I'll, I'll just do a quick plug because I know they were in like the kit reveal, but a uh, sweet lose if you get a chance to go out and explore in Charlotte. So it's in Noda, North Charlotte, Belmont area. Um, s- some good barbecue there. So noted. Appreciate that. Well, Mackenzie, thank you so much for finally coming on the show. I appreciate it. I've been hounding you for a while, bothering you. So thank you so, so much. And really good luck the rest of the season, especially good luck this weekend. And uh, hopefully uh, you'll back some goals. Yeah, hoping so. Thank you again for having me on. I'm glad that we could finally make it happen. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks, Mackenzie. See you. Already. You'll have a good one. You too. So really, really great talking to Mackenzie. Um, finally had him on the show. Uh, didn't make me feel bad about hand, hounding him in, in the vault. Uh, we didn't get a I'm, we didn't get a ton of time with him, of course, because uh, you know they they were actually just coming back from training. So, but that that was good. I, I'm just glad that you didn't scare him off so much. So from that vault experience, that he actually wanted to be on the show. So I was just excited for that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I feel like that that went really well. It's really good to talk to him. He's a, he's always so so nice. Um, so I'm I'm hoping for some good things uh, this weekend from him. Yeah, it, it, it was interesting. You asked the question about like what he, what he prefers to play, right? And so um, he he does say that he he likes to play that right winger role a little bit, mm-hmm. and um, which I think you've seen him play pretty consistently now, uh, week week after week, which is good. And he, I know we're going to dive into Toronto here in a little bit, but it seemed like he had a little bit of a spark when he came on the field against mm-hmm. Toronto um, over the weekend, which I know wasn't a, a great game, but um, it's great to see him to be able to come on. He's been, I don't want to say that super sub, but he's been kind of like that, that sub to come on with fresh legs and be able to outrun some folks pretty, pretty frequently lately. Yeah. Then there was definitely a ton more questions that I wanted to ask. So we'll have to get him back on the show, but, uh, but it it was, it was nice uh, and appreciate him taking the time to, to hop on. But, uh, I think we have another guest coming up. So enjoy this next little interview. Hey Sergio. Hi. How's it going? How Good. are you? Good, thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special guest on the show today. We have none other than our very first player signing in club history. Number six. <laughs> Sergio Ruiz. Nice. Sergio, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure uh, to be here. Um, we are Really thrilled to have you on the show. I have to say, I, I run all of uh, Mint City Collective social media. So for the longest time before we had a full team and really had anything else to talk about, I was following along your journey at Las Palmas and posting all your game uh, stats and everything like that. So it's it's great to not only have you in Charlotte now um, and not only to see you get some playing time, but really seeing you hitting your stride and getting more minutes on the field and, and just doing well. How are you feeling right now, and how are you liking Charlotte? Yeah, it's it has been a long time since uh, I signed my contract with Charlotte <laughs> until I'm here. But yeah, I'm very happy here um, in the city, in the club, with all the teammates, with all the staff. Um, you know, the the last game, the last uh, few games, I have been playing more and more, and I feel more comfortable in the beat in the pitch. Um, yeah, last two games, uh, the score was, was bad for us, but 
I think we are we are fighting for being in the in for being in the playoff and and we have uh, three games in a row at home that uh, it it have be a, a good change to to win and to to keep in in the in the fight. Yeah. So Sergio, what's been the biggest difference? for you playing in MLS compared to other leagues that you played for? And has it been surprising coming into MLS? Yeah, um, maybe the, um, the good thing or the strength of the of these leagues is that it's uh, so physical. Um, I mean, uh, players are uh, strong and the, uh, the game um, read uh, of the game is, is high. Uh, in the other side, I think that um, Tactically, the, the the teams are a little bit worse than in, uh, in the Spanish uh, division, but um, I am b- very surprised about the level because you know uh, there are good teams, good players. Um, one positive thing is that here you can win with any team, with any team, and you can lose with uh, any team. So yeah. this competition for me is, uh, is nice. It's uh, interesting. Um, you know, <laughs> we went uh, for for one to to Nashville and to the two games uh, later we lost for nil. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it, it creates a lot of parity with that, which is good. So, yeah, yeah. it's awesome. So, thanks for sharing. So, um, so lately, like with your increase of in minutes and playing on the on the field more, but what's been your more preferred role? in the midfield if more of a like box to box or do you prefer attacking or holding like what do you prefer as a player yeah i think like uh like an eight like a box to box uh to be the freedom to arrive to the goalie um also the possibility to to go deeper in the building up but yeah with this freedom to 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 go forward and to go back one um but yeah, we, I am playing like this, I think, um, because uh, last game, Brown is playing like a six and then yep. two attacking midfielder. And yeah, I feel really, really good in this position. Um, I want to improve. I want to <laughs> to achieve more assists, more goals. Um, that's it. I'm, I'm working for that. Yeah. So, so you mentioned scoring and going box to box. The game yeah, against yeah. Nashville, you played, yeah. you played extremely well. You got your first MLS goal. You seem very excited. Uh, kind of a, a weight lifted off. How how was how was getting your first goal? Yeah, I'm. I think that uh, this game was over uh, our um, best game in all the all the season because uh, we do almost everything well as uh, the pressing, uh, attacking, uh, scoring goal, uh, defending our our goal, um, having a lot of chances to score. Um, and overall, uh, play at home with our fans, and I think that everybody was uh, was enjoying and be fun. Um, yeah, this is the 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 good point that we have that we are winning a lot of games at home, at least where our fans are enjoying. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that goal. It was probably one of my favorite goals of the season, by the way. Yeah. So th- thanks for <laughs> thanks for doing that. So. Um, <laughs> So you, you got a chance to play Chelsea uh, last week. So as fans, we were obviously very excited to play a, a club like Chelsea here in Charlotte. But what was it like for you to play against a, a team like that here? Um, and then was there any like one player that you were looking forward to playing against from Chelsea? Uh, first of all, uh, it was 
stuff you know <laughs> they run a lot but <laughs> yeah at the same time it was amazing i mean uh you are playing against uh one of the best uh, teams in the world uh with amazing players um i don't know for the for the not all not uh for us for all the people for all the fans for the city i think that it's amazing that uh, we are a, a new club with less than a year in the competition um we are facing with a best team um we win so yeah, right. uh, this is amazing <laughs> but yeah for me uh, in my case in the midfielder i i face with uh Jorginho, with uh, Kovacitas. so <laughs> i have uh watching him there in the in the tv and right now i'm playing yeah. against them <laughs> so you know it's it's incredible but Overall, I, I enjoy a lot. I think that the, this game was for that, for enjoy. Um, it was a, a great day for, for everybody. So the you, you mentioned it earlier, you know, the past few weeks have been up and down. We lose against Miami. We beat Chelsea. And then we had a bad defeat against Toronto. Um, how was training today? You know, what can we expect this weekend against Columbus? And how do we, how do we bounce back? Yeah, um, I try to speak a lot with my teammates and with the uh, staff. Um, we are trying to to keep the balance between uh, the wins and the loss. I mean, uh, we can't um, celebrate a win like uh, is the best in the world. And then when we lost, we are sad and we have to, to try to keep this balance. And OK, we win, it's good, but we have to train more and try to win the next week and yeah, the same if we lost. Um, this week we are training very hard and we know that we have lost uh, two two games in a row and we have three games at home. So it's our opportunity to, to achieve uh, as much uh, points as we can. Um, if we want really want to be in the playoff, we have, we have to show this, uh, these three games. I mean, we we play at home and uh, uh, yeah. If we it's, it's uh, I think the the most important uh, game we have uh, in the in the next week to to show that we deserve to be in in the playoff. Yeah, it will definitely make some noise for you this weekend. So we'll we'll, we'll make sure it's <laughs> it's good for you there. So um, so outside of soccer, I know like you probably had a, a ton of games and training. You may not have had a, a bunch of time, but. Um, what's been your favorite thing to do in Charlotte so far when you have a day off or if you're not training? Yeah, um, I have family and a, uh, and a <laughs> son and a dog. Um, there are a lot of uh, parks and green, green areas to be. Um, I like it. I used to, to go to walk with the family and to spend time in the, in the nature. Um, also here in the southern area, I like it because there are a lot of uh, restaurants and a lot of uh, things to do. Um, yeah, I live in the in Uptown, so I have close uh, everything. Um, yeah, I'm happy here because uh, it's a city, but it's like a small city with a lot of things to do. But at the yeah. same time, you have this uh, calm and this uh, relax to, to spend your time. Yeah. Do you, do you have a favorite restaurant? Um, I used to go to uh, uh, Sunflower, I say, or uh, I don't know the name. It's uh, in the Red Tray in Southern, next to the Red Tray. Um, yeah, I like okay. it. Yeah, very nice. Uh, 
All right. So, so last, last question, uh, on a previous episode, um, you know, it's kind of the midway of the season. We all kind of went around and, and gave our top three favorite moments of the season this far. Would love to get, you know, maybe your, your top three favorite moments of the season. Uh, maybe, uh, uh, the first game at home because, uh, the stadium was uh, full of people and I know the, the environment and the atmosphere was amazing. Uh, then my my first goal in, in the yeah. club, yeah, <laughs> yeah, because we were suffering with a two-one, and yeah, in the last minute I I be able to score and this amazing. Yeah. Um, I think also the the game against Chelsea because it's mm. a a great team and yeah. it was uh, like a a gift for everybody to play a game like this. Mm. Um. I don't know. Maybe, maybe also the, our first uh, win away home ah, because yeah, 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 Houston because <laughs> we have been lost in a lot of games away and it's like this have be have to be the the opportunity to win and the 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 wish were uh, going and going and going and we didn't achieve but finally yeah against Houston uh, was a a great victory for us. Nice, awesome. Well, well, I know you don't have a, a, a ton of time and, and thank you for taking the time to, to chat with us. We'll have to get you back on and ask you some more questions because I have like a hundred more I want to ask, but um, <laughs> I really appreciate it. Good luck the rest of the season. Good luck against Columbus. Hope we see you out there and maybe score another goal. <laughs> I hope that. <laughs> I wish that. <laughs> thank All right. You. Thank you so much. And it was a pleasure. And yeah, in the future, if you, you want, we can do a game. All right. Sounds good. We'll give you that. All right. Thank you so much, Sergio. Thanks, Sergio. Thank you. See you. Bye. See ya. Bye. We are back. Always so great to talk to Sergio. He makes me smile the whole time. Um, I, I feel like he's, he's finally in a, in a good space. He's getting minutes. Uh, for me, it was uh, disappointing for him not to start against Toronto, um, which we will yep. get into that later. But uh, what'd you think about that? Yeah, like you said, it, he, he seems like such a genuine and nice guy. Always has a smile on his face and always brings a smile to folks' face around him. So it's been great. I really like the part where he talked about like he's been working with his teammates um, and not getting on the emotional highs of like always winning and just being like super, super optimistic. But then when you lose, it's the other side of the spectrum of not being so down in the dumps and beating yourself up. You have to have that happy medium and be able to say, okay, hey guys, we win. Um, let's look forward and continue to improve. Or hey, we lost, let's just brush it off and continue to look forward to the next match as well. I think that's really important for a young club um, expansion side. And um, it kind of speaks to his character a little bit to be able to kind of say, hey, you know what? We're gonna have games like Toronto, we're just brush it off. We'll focus on the next game of Columbus and we'll, we'll continue to improve. So I, I really appreciated his perspective during that interview. Yeah, and I know he's been asked this before, but I really like his take on um, what's it been like for him coming to MLS and how yeah. uh, you know different it's been and how surprising it's been. And also, he kind of answered that um, that question that you ask him about you know what's his preferred role. He, he kind of likes that box to box, that number eight uh, role um, instead of you know maybe that number six that Brant's playing. Um, mm-hmm. So that was good. 
Yeah, it's it's interesting too because um, I think a lot of folks expected. I mean, even you, you held up his, his jersey at the beginning of the interview with that number six on it. Yeah. A lot of people expected him to be that number six that early in the season, and now he's kind of taken over that Franco role, um, or that number eight, that box to box kind of midfielder potentially. So, um, but yeah, it, definitely disappointing for him not to get starting minutes against Toronto. But we'll we'll talk about that here in a little bit. So yeah, absolutely. So let's uh, let's move on to the next segment of the show. We're gonna we're gonna break down Toronto and then get into uh, Columbus. Hey everyone and welcome back. So now we're going to break down the most recent game with Charlotte FC. Uh, so this past weekend, Charlotte took on Toronto FC and walked away with the defeat of a 4 to nothing game. So Matt... When you see that stat, when you hear that headline of losing four to nothing, what do you feel? Ugh. What's your thoughts? Dread. Um, this was, <laughs> was it, <laughs> this was, was it a as very... bad as the scoreline or like what? <laughs> yeah, it, it was. This was uh, our, our worst loss. Um, it could have been even worse. Um, I think our coach overthought this game. Uh, I think there was maybe some pressure to quote-unquote play your best players and what i mean by that is that um you know mm. anton walks has played well carujo is kind of undroppable and then you have fuchs and then you have mora and i think with the back line it was like well let's get them all out there and see what happens even though walks hasn't played rag back and we've you know kind of neglected the fact that we have jalen Lindsay and harrison awful so and it clearly did not work uh so i think maybe overthought that a little bit and i would say the same thing with uh camille yozwiak too playing in the middle again i think it was we want to get andre on the field but we also want to have yozwiak on the field at the same time let's see if we can get him to fit into this to this role um it didn't work um clearly Uh, our midfield played really poorly um it maybe yozwiak in that position could work in the future i just don't see it and also, to uh, you know, Camille really hasn't pulled his weight yet. Uh, I really want to cheer for him. I really want to pull for him and and hope he comes good. But I just I haven't seen it yet, and he's gonna have to really start to step up. Um, it's too many games now that it's been lackluster. But on on the whole, like this was just this was bad. Um, we are going to lose games, um, and I I, I I I've seen some people say, oh well. You know, people that say, oh, this is this is par for the course. You know, that's a loser's mentality. And I disagree with that. Like, we are going to lose games just like we beat Nashville four to one. Nashville is a really good team and they lost four to one. These types of results are, are going to happen in the history of you playing. However, it's it's what you do next. And also it comes on the back of blowing a 2-0 lead at Miami. So I get the frustration, but we will lose games like this. Hopefully, few and far between, but we're going to lose games three to nothing in, in our history. It's just, again, it's like, what are you going to do next? Are you going to learn for, from it, or is this going to be a, a pattern? Yeah, and you, you, t- you touched on a little bit, like, games like this are going to happen. Like, I mean, look at Nashville, for example. Like, you think Nashville is super excited to walk away with a 4-1 <laughs> to one defeat against an expansion club at, away? Like, Games like that are going to happen, right? The, there was a few things. I, I definitely agree with you. I, I feel like we overthought the lineup a little bit. But 
a lot of managers tend to stick with the hot hand. And if you look at the players that we played have been the players who have on average the past few weeks since Christian Latanzio has taken over the team have played pretty well. And Anton walks, um, Jordi Reynas played pretty well lately. Like he, he was the one that scored two goals in Miami. So like, yeah. do you take him off? Do you, you know, obviously Andre has worked as that super sub the past few matches, but like you, you don't, want to just bench the hot hand and have him not play consistent minutes, right? Um, so I, I do think we may have overthought that a little bit. I was a little disappointed with the midfield selection. Um, like, I, you know, I appreciate McNeil, and it's fantastic that you have a player that was undrafted, is a rookie, super young, that's already getting significant minutes lately in MLS. But you have a player like Sergio Ruiz, who has been playing better of, of recent, um, not start the game potentially. Ben Bender's not didn't play the game like for different reasons there. Um, yeah. I don't know what it was, but um, I, I do. But we can well, yeah, maybe not <laughs> sure. talk about that. Okay, yeah, but <laughs> um, but yeah. So like again, so but like you've got players there that have proven or been played well. So I, I wasn't super happy with the midfield selection. Um, I also think that maybe, and I, I don't know. I mean, I would love to get your thoughts on this, but Toronto obviously had made some recent signings within their with their lineup, right? Yep. Um, Bernadeschi, if I said that right, correct, Matt. Um, and then Insigne, it also was yeah. a recent. Bern- Bernadeschi and Insigne. Bernadeschi, Insigne, thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so so both of those, right, are recent signings. Obviously, Toronto fans are going to get super pumped for those. They actually sold out their stadium for the first time in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and do you think, like, Latanzio may have just not prepped for the lineup or the players or the this the scheme for those players to be playing like they did in significant minutes or like, what do you think? How did that contribute to this game? I mean, I, I think you kind of said it like who, who was our midfielder? An unsigned what? And <laughs> unsigned then, drafted rookie. And yeah. then who did we play against? Two, uh, two very yeah. good Italians. Um, so I think that's that's the difference, and and people are getting frustrated that we we are seeing teams right above us and below us, especially below us, bringing in reinforcements. Yeah. Um, so that that kind of builds this frustration and anxiety of like, hey, we're trying to make a playoff push, and now we're playing uh, folks that are bringing all all this extra firepower. Um, like Toronto's bottom of the table, but that team that we played on Saturday is not a bottom of the table Toronto team. Right. Um, the East is going to be close. Uh, there's there's a lot of good teams. It's, it's really, I think, going to come down to the to the last weekend. Um, but um, we we have to we have to do better. We played very poorly. Uh, you can we can blame we can blame the coach. You can talk about subs. You can talk about starting lineup, and I, I don't think he got it right. And I think this was probably his worst Latanzio. Uh, I'm talking about his worst uh, game uh, from a tactical standpoint and just choices. But at the end of the day, the players that we have out there, are, you know, aside from maybe Sergio starting, is is our best quote unquote players. But they didn't perform. We didn't win the second ball. Uh, and we played like that against Miami too. Like when we, when we're not aggressive and we don't win that that loose ball, that second ball, we we lose every single time. So it's something that we have to work on. It's something that we need to address when we're on the road. Why are we so aggressive at home and then not so much on the road? Yeah, and and I was 
so I didn't get a chance to watch the game live because I was traveling this weekend. So I got a chance to relive this game in the car ride home yesterday. <laughs> um, but I, I know Lloyd and Eric were talking about a little bit. Even even Lloyd was saying something along the lines of like, you know, with this expansion team, you have players that are, some of the players are super young. Like think about McNeil being on the team, Bender being on the team, um, some young guys coming out onto the team and not getting starting minutes until now. But um, mentally, are they are they? checked in and are they being encouraged and pushed to be able to show up on these away games right Mm -hmm. at home it's easy to turn it on you have fans supporting you making a lot of noise but then as you go away you need to have and i think lloyd was saying it was how to word this but like i don't say mentally tough but like like experienced players that are mentally there and have been there and have won games on the road and are like know what to do he thinks that we're that's what we're missing a little bit. Because mm-hmm. if you look at our roster, a lot of the guys aren't MLS experienced lately or haven't had a lot of starting minutes with MLS. Um, and I think that, that there might be something to that just based off our road performance as well. And especially the way we started. Like, we were losing 50-50 balls. Mm-hmm. Toronto was pressing. They they had possession. Like, it was just like we seemed lost. And I don't know if it was just a tactical, tactical decision or if that the players just weren't mentally there and present. To kick off the game and then obviously the Kluho goal just set it off early on to be like all right now we're down and we, we we're not checked in yeah we were we were a little unlucky at the beginning of the game but again it, like we just we just got out outplayed um and every once in a while that's going to happen uh and every once in a while we're going to have like a, a fluke goal like that i can think about you know dc as well too and then uh we saw later on we had some calls go against us but at the end of the day we just we played poorly um, we didn't have that grit and determination that I want us to see. And, and look, we've talked about Ben Bender and we could talk about McNeil. Like these guys should not be given the task to lead this team, to be starters. I, I don't think that that's realistic. Ben's played great and has well exceeded my expectations. And same with McNeil. But you know, and it's not a knock on them, but like that's the difference. If you look at Toronto's midfield and the players that they brought in and then who we have, we need to hit another level. Um, and the other frustrating thing is, uh, again, we see all these other teams signing players and we're not we're not signing anyone. So and, and again, like we need to sign that higher. You know, I, I, I keep bringing up. um Carlos Gill from, you know, New England, someone like yep. that, that is experience deadly, that even if he doesn't have the ball, people are, are, are guarding him, watching him. It, you know, it, it opens up things for some other players, too, when you have someone on the field that you're having to guard like that and, and just always watch. Or like, you know, uh, Drusy from uh, Austin FC, right? Uh, we make an, or we've been making a lot of comparisons between those two teams. Um, and he's a perfect example. They went out and got him in the summer, right? Really good signing. Now they weren't good, really good with him after the fact. Uh, Austin went five and eleven, but you know, and I, you know, I was going back and forth with, with some people on Twitter, and, and they're right. Like you get someone in like that in the summer, and then you compliment that player in in the off season because Austin brought in a ton of talent in the off season. Um, Yeruti, Finley, like, you know, they bolstered their defense and now look at them. So it's a little worrying that we're, we're not signing anyone. I, I do know some deals have fallen through. 
Um, and there's different reasons for that. And then it's not just the money. I know people keep harping on that. Like we're a cheap team. Our front office doesn't care about winning. They don't care. You know, they only care about money, which is, you know, have a conversation with someone from the front office before you make a comment like that, because it's definitely not the case, but it is worrying that we're not signing someone. So I'm not sure what the deal is there. The, the, and people gave me a lot of crap for this. I'm, I would be okay only if I would be okay if not signing someone this summer, only if, if our number one main target kind of like a Carlos Gill or, or a Drusy that we really want, that we think can get get us to the next level, is not available until the winter. I don't want to have to settle for someone because we did that with the coach. He Miguel was not our first, second, third, fourth choice. He was like our fifth choice. We settled. That didn't work. I don't want to do that with another player. However, <laughs> we don't need just one player. We need multiple players. So go get someone that can bolster this this team and so we can we can make a playoff push. And that's that's my fear is that if we don't make that move now, because the summer window is usually when most teams are willing to make a deal like EPL hasn't started yet. Other other leagues hasn't kicked off yet. And if you wait now until the winter to try to make any kind of move. Yeah, that's before the MLS season starts. But a lot of these other teams like they're they're midseason at this point, like they may not yeah. want to make a move. And they're usually and, more expensive at, at that point. Right. And yeah. so like it's going to be it's going to hurt us more long term if we wait. And, and so I also don't want to just be get get desperate and just throw money at the problem and then like mm-hmm. hope and pray that it's a player there. Because I think and I, and I mentioned this in Slack, I think we are feeling the kind of fallout of um, I know we're going to talk about this a little bit later, but like the fallout of Miguel mm-hmm. and Miguel not being here anymore because some of the players that he wanted specifically to be brought on, we depended and it were expecting to be solid contributors. Yeah. But Franco's not here anymore. TT isn't here anymore. I don't know what's going on with Alcivar with not getting consistent minutes or even being on some of the rosters on some game days. Like it, I think like those three players were expected to be contributors and now we don't have them. So now we're trying to make up for not, those players not being contributors on mm-hmm. top of getting potentially a right back on top of getting a left back for the future, like all these different things. Right. Um, I don't know. It, it worries me a little bit if we don't make a move this window. Um, again, I, I understand what you're saying where, you know, as long as we get the right player, but I also don't, I mean, I don't care if it costs more because it's not my money, but um, <laughs> yeah. I, I just want to make sure we have the opportunity to get the right player. And like we do have that push for the playoff, because like you said, it it helped Austin to get the player. And now mm-hmm. to help with those players to get used to each other, get this, the tactics and the schemes figured out, right. get comfort level there versus, hey, I'm going to sign you in the winter. And then 30 days later, we're going to have our first match. Right. It, yeah. it, it's going to it's going to hurt a little bit. Yeah. And like I said, I, I, I think some folks misunderstood what I was saying. Like, I'm not happy. I won't be happy if we don't sign someone. Um, I can give a little bit of the benefit of the doubt if, and it's hard to know what we're going to do in the off season. Um, if we get that, you know, quote unquote franchise player that can really take us to the next level, which I think we need. But if we're talking about playoffs this season, I, I've said multiple times, I think we have a pretty deep team, but, at the same time, we we need some reinforcements, and it can't be. I, I know people love Ben Bender, but it can't be Ben Bender, and it can't be McNeil. I, I I'm sorry. Um, I think there those are players for the future. Uh, they're only going to get better. And again, I've been super pleased with them. Um, I think they're both great. 
But, you know, you have Ben who hasn't traveled to Canada, right? He's not going to be available. And until those restrictions are lifted, he's not going to be available when we go to play. So you need someone <laughs> to replace him during those games. And, and like I said, we, or, we just, or frankly have a starter that you don't have to worry about him having to be missed those games. Exactly. Right? Cause I, I actually like Ben coming off the bench some too. I don't think he needs to be starting every game. I don't, I don't think that's, yep. um, that's what's needed, but, uh, we need someone else. Uh, we need more than one player. So, like I said, I, this window, I would love for us to to get one and then make some make some moves in the off season because I think we're going to have some people leaving. Again, we've talked about it before. I don't know if Fuchs is going to be here. I don't know if Harrison Awful is going to be here. Um, I, I, you know, and just like Austin, I know we'll probably make some moves within MLS to get some get some folks in. But uh, you know, to your point, David, and and what some people were were we're going around around with me on Twitter. Like, yeah, I, yeah. Like the summer you need to need to sign someone because it will be more expensive in the winter. If we're, if we're talking about going outside of the MLS. So I have to, so we, we touched on a little bit and what do you think about you playing as that, that cam role against Toronto? I know he got, he got hurt. Um, and he, he seems like he does have some ball skills, right? Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, like I guess again, looking at Latanzio trying to get the best players on the field, the best training level that you could. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to pull Andre off. He didn't want to pull Reyna off, but he also didn't want to pull Yozbiak off, right? Yeah. Um, what do you think about Latanzio's decision to put in that cam for him there? What do you think about his first performance there? Because I don't think he's really played that role mm-hmm. in Poland. He didn't play that role in Derby, so obviously he's kind of learning on the fly as well um, for a position that he wasn't super familiar with. Yeah, I you know. I didn't think he played all that well, but he, you know, he's not really played all that well all season. He's had some flashes here and there, and you can see maybe why we signed him. But he, he's going to have to start to step up and uh, contribute and earn that that money, that DP spot spot. Um, I just, I, again, I think it was one of those things where the coach was like, "Oh, well, I, I don't want to drop one of these guys, so let's just let's just try this." And I don't want to be trying things like that in the middle of the season um, when we're getting yep. down to crunch time. Um, but mm-hmm. again, you know, you are missing, you're missing Ben because he can't travel, which is super frustrating to me, but that's another topic. Um, so you go with him, you bench Sergio, who I think has played really, really well. I think that was a mistake. And, and again, I think this was the game where I was the most disappointed with the coach. Um, and hopefully lesson learned, um, and we'll see what happens. And I did see Yozwiak train today, so hopefully that injury, which was stupid, um, that we didn't get a penalty kick there, and uh, uh, but hopefully he he will be back and available this weekend. And one thing I want to touch on real quick: people got you know were very frustrated that Andre was on the bench and wasn't starting. And I hate to say this, and, and I'm not saying that Andre should always be on the bench and be a super sub, but sometimes you have to have role players and you're most effective in 20 minute spurts or to have that injury. And I know probably Andre would not want to hear that. <laughs> I'm sure Andre wants to start uh, the whole game um, and maybe he'll get his hit, get his chance. But sometimes, you know, even like Ben Bender coming off the bench and adding that spark, that could be the difference in winning and losing a game. So I'm not all in on Andre particularly starting. I think he's great. Um, 
and I'm sure he'll get his chance to start. But, you know, sometimes being a super sub and as long as you're effective uh, is the way to go. But we'll see how that all shakes out. And it's going to be interesting to see who Latanzio starts this this weekend. So let's let's talk about Columbus a little bit this weekend and transition to potentially like what like let me ask you first, like who's your starting 11 for Columbus? Because like now looking back at this week, we don't have Christian Fuchs now with the red card. I don't think that's going to get appealed or look back any differently because I mean, even if you reduce that red to a yellow, he already had a yellow earlier for mouthing off to the sideline ref. So it's going to be a red either way. (laughs) Right. Um, But um, we don't have Christian Fuchs this game, potentially may not have Yozwiak for this game, depending on the injury and the knock that he has. Mm -hmm. Um, And that you had some experimentation this past week. So who do you start this week against Columbus here in Charlotte? Yeah, I think the back line kind of picks itself now, except for is it Jalen Lindsay or Harrison Awful? Uh, the fact that Harrison Awful played against Columbus, um, well, he's played with them before, but he started against them last game. I could see him starting this game. Uh, and uh, of course, you got Carujo and you have Walks and then you'll have Mora. So I think the back line kind of picks itself. Hopefully, we don't experiment anymore with that. I think that's who you should go with. Uh, Bronico, of course, in the middle. I would like to see Sergio and um, maybe Ben. Um, Again, uh, with Ben not playing last weekend, I don't know how training is going to go, so you might see McNeil there again. Um, And then you have Reyna, and maybe you start Andre again. Uh, But Gaines, Gaines look, you know, really good in the second half. Uh, I know we were up four to nothing at that point. So I, I, I kind of take that with a grain of salt, but, um, so we'll see, I get, I think it's going to come down to who's, who's going to train well or the best this week. Who looks, who looks sharp. Yeah, I agree. Like you said, the back line kind of picks itself now, especially with Fuchs out of the, out of the question. You're not worrying about if Fuchs or Moore is going to start, or if you're going to put walks or Fuchs in the center kind of makes the decision for you. Um, especially now with, with TT gone. Like, I think it also solidifies that middle. I wouldn't be surprised if you see um, Sergio Alcivar and Brandt just as, like, maybe one last kind of go with Alcivar. I, I don't want to give up on him yet, potentially. I mean, I could yeah. be wrong. It could be yeah. four days from now. Like, But he's, he's still a young DP. He still shows a lot of potential. You know, is he consistent all the time? No. But um, maybe you have him switch out with Bender, it just depends. I, I think McNeil's going to be a good piece to come off the bench from time to time, maybe occasionally start here and there. I don't want to see him start this game. I want to see Sergio start instead. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe you put Alcivar in that cam role, and then you have maybe. Sergio be the box-to-box and Brant be more of a that six. But Yeah, I, with, with Alcivar, I just think he's not happy. So I was in, I was down in the vault for the Chelsea match, and Mm-hmm. Just watching him, I was very, I was very keen on on him. Just his body language and how he comes in and out of the the locker room is 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 looks like someone that's really not enjoying himself. So, you know, Franco left, TT left, the coach left, Miguel gone. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I mean, I could see how he's frustrated. Um, I I would like to see him step up and get some playing time and see how he does. I haven't given up on him. But that his body language is is not good coming in and out. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, he, he had a really I'm, good moment with uh, Romero though. The, that's the what I'm gonna say. Yeah. Um, so maybe you know, hopefully um, he'll you know can turn things around because he he, yeah, he I mean, can be good. Yeah, and, and maybe we chalked it up to being young. I mean, he he is a super young kid. Like you know, and and 
maybe it's just him just putting his mind to it. I don't know. I don't know. But he yeah. did have a really great moment there with Romero there at the very end of the game. I really appreciated it because that kid was just a ball <laughs> of emotion there. And having him be able to kind of be there and just support him in that moment was awesome to see. So yeah. I did appreciate Alcibar doing that. But, yeah, um, for sure. It, you know, I would really, really wish he would step up and be a solid contributor. I think it would also help solidify that midfield a little bit more too. So, yeah. Um, so what should we expect against Columbus, Columbus this weekend? So like last time we played them, it was a one-to-one draw. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had a huge, huge mistake that let Columbus go up pretty early last time we played them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, at least we did get a point on the road against Columbus, but what should we expect this week at the bank with, um, with Columbus in town? Well, good thing is we're back home. Um, but Columbus sit in sixth, um, they're on 30 points. Their last loss was against LAFC back in May. Uh, mm. Now, they've had some draws sprinkled in there, but they haven't lost since then. Um, you got to watch and shut down their $10 million man, uh, Cucho Her- uh, Hernandez. <laughs> uh, the duo of uh, Lucas uh, Zellerian and Hernandez has combined, I think, for like five goals and five assists in their last three games. So, again, you know, we, we, we've talked about teams bolstering their their team, and, you know, Cucho is a great addition. He came in right off the bat and has contributed. Uh, we, we're going to have to watch them hitting us on the break. Um, so we're going to have to be very disciplined, uh, and uh, our left and right back need to be turned on. Uh, I know we like to pinch in. Uh, to help our midfield, but uh, head head on a swivel. We've got to be very, very mindful. Um, and again, it's it's going to be about winning that second ball, especially in the midfield, uh, and can we control the game, which we typically do at home. But I want to see some ag- aggressive. I want to I want to knock some people around and and boss this game a little bit. I, th- I think it's time to to plant a flag and say, hey, 4-0, not acceptable. We're not doing that shit anymore. Let's get going. Let's make a playoff push. We got three home games. You got to get three wins, and you got to start here. So, you, you mentioned you said Columbus has had some success recently with you said a few goals and a few assists there pretty recently, right? Yeah. Um, which is a little concerning because for a while there, I thought Charlotte FC was solid defensively. Like for a while, when Christian Latanzo first took over the team, like there was not a like I think they were like one or two of the top rated defensive teams in the league in that small stretch, right? Mm-hmm. And then for whatever reasons, like the past take Chelsea out of the equation, you look at Miami, we let in three goals in one half, right? Mm-hmm. You then you take Toronto in four goals in the first half. Mm-hmm. Luckily we didn't score didn't get scored on in the second half, but like Toronto also took their foot off the brake, off the gas there a little bit. Yeah, they subbed um, out their superstars. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say like, I mean, like that was probably the team we were expecting to play in that second half a little bit. But um, it's concerning to me that we've let in seven goals in a matter of essentially three halves of soccer, right? Yeah. Um, and then because for a while there, the defense wasn't the issue; it was us finishing in the final third. Now we've got the issue of inconsistency finishing in the final third. And now also letting in a lot of goals and a lot of opportunities early on. So for me, that's my concern and my watch out is, yes, like you said, keep the head on the swivel a little bit. Probably going to be still pinching in a little bit here and there, but they cannot let those early goals derail what their scheme is for the rest of the game. And I think that's the key is the the early goals, these fluke, you know, deflective goals. Like we've got to be solid um, and then make the best out of our our chances. Uh, and mm-hmm. create. I mean, we didn't create anything against Toronto. It was, no. it was really, really poor. Which go ahead, go ahead, dude. Well, I was to say, which which is concerning to me because, like, 
we didn't really create anything against Toronto. We had like one chance there in the first half. And then like we had a little bit of a better stretch there at the start of the second half, but really no chances against Toronto. Chelsea, while we won that game, we did not create hardly anything in that in that friendly. Again, it's a friendly, but we really didn't create anything. Sure. Where it's down one to nothing, and we we relied on that PK and the and stoppage time to tie the game and go to PKs. Right? Mm. If we lost that game against Chelsea, what would be the attitude now? If we lost Miami, Chelsea, and Toronto, sure. right? Yeah. And then the two goals that we've created for Miami recently was all Jordi Reyna. Like it was mm-hmm. a very quick spurt. I don't want to say luck, but it was quick chance there early on a beautiful second goal. Mm-hmm. Um, but like that, that's an issue. It, we got to continue to like create chances, but like, it's not like we've been just putting goals in the back of the net consistently every week. Now we've not put goals in and now we're letting goals in as well. Yeah. I, I think too, again, you know, Carujo mm-hmm. has been amazing. He's probably uh, for me, one of the the top three players in, in, in this team all season, but the one thing you have to watch out for is he will he will commit, and he will come forward, and when he does, you have to have cover because he can mm-hmm. get beat and someone can get in behind him if he doesn't shut down that ball when he when he comes forward. I think that's what happened on on one of the goals for sure. Fuchs, I guess maybe didn't want to put a foot in. Maybe he thought it was inside the box and just kind of like. Olayed. That's why I asked. That, yeah, that's why I like a, it was in the box. Yeah, yeah. it's like uh, kind of like a matador. Like here you go. Um, <laughs> so I think we just you know we need some help defensively in the midfield. It can't always be Brant. Um, and, and and again we just we we've got to be turned on. Um, we've got to be smart. Uh, I think we'll control the ball a lot more in this this match. But uh, but again, I, I think we need to figure out that midfield. Uh, especially if we're not going to get any reinforcements, we we've. I like McNeil again. I just don't think it's at the level needed to beat teams like no. like Columbus, to beat teams like Toronto, or to beat I mean, really you, any team. I, again, I I'm not saying this to disparage McNeil because like amazing development so far. Yeah, I do absolutely. think potentials there. Yeah. But if you put him on any other team's roster in MLS right now, would he be starting right now? Probably not. Um, Probably not. And that's that's an issue, right? Yeah. And so if you're depending on him to be the consistent starter and he wouldn't start any other team, it's an issue. Yeah, and like I said, benching Sergio to me was a, was a mistake. Uh, maybe they saw something in training. I, I don't know. Um, yeah. But I was, I was very disappointed uh, with the whole thing, uh, disappointed with the performance, of course, and then also the, the, the coaching choices and, and everything there too. But uh, we have an opportunity – to write the ship, three home games. You've got to win these three games because um, then we go on the road and we play some very tough opponents. Um, but there is a path forward to make the playoffs. Um, I was on the record. Uh, Top Ben put out a, an article where I got <laughs> to predict how the rest of the season goes. Unluckily, I, uh, uh, unlucky, I, I think most people in that list said we were going to win against Toronto. Um, so that would have been 51 points is what I predicted. I still think we can, you know, we'll still lose some matches this season, uh, to like LAFC, New York, but I think there's a path forward to get 48 to possibly, yeah, 48, 49 more points. And that could still get us in the playoffs. It's going to be tight though. Um, and maybe we can surprise some folks on the road. Uh, but there is a path forward, but it's starting to get tricky. For sure. 
Yeah, this this stretch of home games is we've been saying this now for almost a month and a half, Matt. Um, but like the the home games, you have to win every single one of them now moving forward. Yeah. Um, for you to really have any kind of chance, right? And if you're looking now, you've got Columbus here, who we drawed with last time. Mm-hmm. DC United, who we was our very first game, we lost. It's a different DC team uh, now than what it was at the beginning of the season. Yep. And you've got Chicago here. Um, and the the thing is, it's it's three games again all within. Um, seven to ten days here in charlotte which is great because the players don't have to travel but like they've got to win those games and if and if i if we walk away with less than three points on these these three teams i i think that that window of opportunity for that playoff push gets really i don't want to say um insurmountable it's not possible but like i I think it's an issue potentially yeah and and also too I, i i tweeted out that um, after the after the loss, um, and heaven forbid I I be optimistic with with anything, because um, people don't like when I'm optimistic. Um, that we're still we're we're four points out of fifth, and people are like, oh well, the team below us have all these games in hand. I'm like, yeah, I I understand that. When I when I tweet stuff, I actually look at the table. Um, I don't just tweet things out, but the teams below us have to win those games. Yeah, and which even, Atlanta like, and, like Atlanta's yeah one of those teams right? Yeah, and even if they win those games, we are still four points out of fifth. Now we have to take care of business, but these other teams have to play each other. If you if you look at the folks that are below us, they have some tough games coming up. So and we've we've gotten a little bit of help um, like this past weekend, some other weekends. So it's not all doom and gloom. I get the criticism and it's it's justified for sure but every time we lose a game people lose their absolute minds and the front office sucks this is the worst franchise ever we're the worst team in the history of soccer um and and all this stuff and i and i you know i feel like i'm critical at times but i'm not going to be overly critical and i'm going to take things from a perspective of i followed other teams i followed mls for a very very long time these things do happen but now we do have to take care of business and we have to beat these teams and uh, the teams below us and right, right above us are going to have to play some tough games and they're not going to win all those games. So, But we have to take care of ourselves and control our own destiny. But I, it's not doom and gloom for me, even after this really bad loss. Hopefully we learn from it. Yeah, and, and you know it's always hard to win on the road in MLS. Um, I think Caleb Adams, um, if you guys don't follow him on Twitter, um, put it something out earlier too that um, you know teams on in MLS. I think it was like less than twenty seven or twenty eight percent of the time went on the road, mm-hmm. and so like majority of teams obviously win at home, forty seven to fifty percent of the games at home. Um, but like Charlotte's got to continue that trend and win at home, and they've got to be able to to pluck one or two games here and there on the road to be able to have that chance to continue moving forward. But at least, at least we are still within the grasp. It's not like we're not aiming for one or two. Like we're not going to be at the top yeah. of the table. Uh, yeah. It, it one, is what it one is. One through right? four, I'm, I'm not interested in because we're not going to get there. And, and honestly, the, those top four teams, I would rather them win on out and beat all the teams that are right near us and below us. Yep. Um, yep. So so yeah, I, I I think it's it's possible for us to still get into the playoffs. Um, yeah, I I'm I'm looking forward to this Saturday and seeing seeing all, what all we can do. So looking ahead, so now that we've we we broke down Columbus, 
Um, we've had some news break earlier this morning, Matt. Yeah. And so um, for those who aren't aware, so Charlotte FC, and they may have worded this weirdly. I don't I don't know. And you can correct me if I'm wrong, but they worded it as Charlotte FC today announced the club has waived midfielder TT Ortiz. Mm-hmm. So to me, like when I hear wave, I always think of like football, like NFL, <laughs> waving, a, waving a player. But like he was on loan from uh, Tijuana, I believe, right? Um, here with Charlotte FC. So I believe we terminated his loan. We're still on the hook, I think, according to Vaughn, for still paying his salary right now, unless mm-hmm. another MLS team picks him up, which I don't think they will at this point. Um, but we do free up an international slot currently, but we're still on the hook for his uh, his his pay, right? So yeah. um, looking back on the past half a season, what do you think about the TT Ortiz experiment um, with the team? Uh, well, I mean, clearly it, it didn't work out. I mean, th- this doesn't come as a much of a shock. Um, he hasn't been part of the plans recently. Both Miguel and Latanzio gave him shots, and it just didn't work out. Um, the scouting team and the front office wanted to try to give Miguel some resources that Miguel specifically wanted. Um, luckily, the front office was smart enough to bring him in on a loan and not just straight up buy him. Um, but you know, wish TT the best of luck. Um, but yeah, when you wear that number 10, you've got to, you've got to show up and perform and it just really just didn't work. Yeah. And so for 15, 15 appearances, I believe throughout his career with Charlotte FC, um, had some quick moments here and there. Um, but it just didn't seem like it was a good fit. And then I will say I, I appreciate Latanzio at least giving him another chance. Sure. Um, cause yeah. it, cause it did seem like he got on the hot seat after that Orlando game, I believe with Miguel did not see much playing time after that. And then Latanzo seemed like, okay, we're going to give you another game or two chance here to get some starting minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just didn't work. Um, so, you know, thank God the team, you know, a lot of, a lot of people give the, the front office a lot of shit for not spending money and not making moves here and there. But I think this is one of the moves where they at least had the, the hindsight to say, okay, we're going to put a loan out versus buying this player because we're not hundred percent sold and yeah. it didn't work out. So now we're not stuck with the player buying them. Uh, mm-hmm. At least we're just on the hook for the loan. So, yeah. And you know, Latanzio has his faults and, and again, we're just critical about him um, in the Toronto match, but Again, he you know he tried to give TT a shot. He gave Jordi Reyna another go, and that's that's been working out. And then I look at Anton Walk. So there's there's good with the bad. Um, hopefully there'll be more good coming up. Like I said, I I'm hoping that Latanzio will will learn from some of these early mistakes. Um, but now we're in pretty much in the second half of of the season, and it's time to get going. Um, we need to figure out what our best eleven is. Um, we need to make better subs. Uh, and just um, finish games off and, and, and play well and play with some grit on the road. Um, so hopefully we can start this weekend with a home game and get some momentum before we before we do go on the road. Um, because I, I, I think if we are to lose any of these home matches, you've got to start picking up points on the road. I look at Nashville like last year, they they tied themselves into the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and we I think they set an MLS record with the right. most draws, I think, right? Yeah. yeah. And we we either win or lose. Uh, and I think what we have to start doing is is, you know, like at like at LAFC, like at um NYCFC, if we can get a draw there um, when we're not expected to win, uh, that's gonna be, be huge. huge. And that could mm-hmm. 
overcompensate if we do get a draw at home or, or something like that. So all is not lost. Um, I'm still hopeful and I'm just going to keep being optimistic. I know people don't like that, but I'm just going to keep believing in the team, believing in these players. And I'm sure we'll make some more mistakes, but it's all part of the process and, and learning and, and hopefully getting better. I, I don't mind making mistakes uh, as long as we learn from them. Um, when we keep making the same mistakes over and over again, that's when I'm going to get frustrated and 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 kind of tune out. But um, so far, I think we've we've done a good job. I've really enjoyed the season. I've really enjoyed this team. I'm thankful that we have the team. Uh, I've gotten to know some of the people in the front office. Um, you know, back in 2019. Uh, before we really even had a team, we started talking to people like Joe Labou, uh, who wasn't the team president at the time. But um, like you, David, like I, I took a an interest in knowing who's working for the team. And I, I reached out and started talking to these folks because I really want to know who's working for this team. Um, and people get frustrated that we do talk to these people and um, – you know, I, I get upset when people say things like screw the front office. I'm like, well, do you know who works in the front office? Have you ever talked to them? Like, um, I, I think it's important to know who works for the team. Uh, and if you're going to be critical, that that's fine. But let's have some perspective and don't just blindly criticize when we really don't know what's what's going on. But it's been it's been a great ride for me so far. Um, I've really enjoyed the relationships that I that I've built and just really love the players. Um, you know, again, we had Sergio and McKenzie on. Uh, and so that was really special and um, just really have enjoyed the whole ride. Well, Matt, this has been a, it's been a really fun episode. Uh, we've got a lot accomplished today. Um, any other final thoughts before we, we head over and head towards Columbus this weekend? No, let's go. Let's go get three points. Yeah, so looking forward to it. I have one question for you, Matt. Are you sitting in the vault this week? Are you gonna Are you gonna chase down McKenzie Gaines in the vault? No, not in not in the vault this <laughs> for this game. I'll be in my my seats with my uh, my buddy Stephen. Uh, so looking forward to it. Awesome. Well, guys, I appreciate checking out this episode. Be sure to like, subscribe, share this episode out. Um, and we're, we're gonna try to continue doing some special things moving forward. So give us a shout and look forward to this next episode. So we'll see you then. See you guys.